Hello and welcome to another edition of Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham, where Team Needham discusses everything healthcare. I'm your host, Sean Needham, along with my beautiful wife, Janet, and we are streaming live from the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy Studio, and we are super excited to have Jennifer Bridges on our podcast today. She is a nurse, and she got fired for refusing to... um, to give up her medical freedom. She will tell you a lot more about that um, as as she gets on the um, podcast. And as always, you can catch us live on my personal Facebook page, the Moses Lake Professional Pharmacy face, Facebook page, and on my LinkedIn and Twitter. We are not streaming live on YouTube today. Why not? Because YouTube censors us. And we don't want to censor our guests, so we want them to be free to speak um, anything. And um, that's why we're not on YouTube because we have been censored on YouTube because of some of the the things we're going to discuss today. So you do not want to miss out. Jennifer, without further ado, welcome to our show. Hey, thank you for having me. How are y'all doing today? Doing awesome. So tell us a little bit about your story. You're in near Houston, right? Or are you in Houston? Yes. Well, I'm technically in Houston. I'm about 20, 30 minutes outside in the suburbs in a little city called Baytown, but it's technically Houston, Texas. Well, Jan, I have traveled to Houston uh, many a times, and when you say it's not far outside of Houston, <laughs> in Texas, that probably means a two-hour drive. <laughs> I mean, it, it takes an hour and a half uh-huh. to get across Houston. I mean, and not because of traffic, mm-hmm. but just because it's just so, so big. big yeah. <laughs> oh, it's huge, and then you put the traffic into it. You could be spending five hours just trying to get from one side to the other. Right. So, Jennifer, tell us a little about your story. Uh, you're a nurse and you used to work at a hospital. Tell us a little bit about that. Yes. Well, I'll, I'll do the brief summary. So, uh, basically, I, I used to work for Houston Methodist Hospital in uh, Baytown, Texas. And basically, they were the first hospital, they were the first anything in the whole entire country to mandate the COVID shot. So they did that. It was, well, April of 2021 is when we got the official email. But long story short, we knew it was coming. There had been lots of talks, rumors. I tried the good approach, right? I tried my chain of command. I even sat down, talked with my CEO, my CNO, talked to other fellow coworkers. It was not a good situation. They were just trying to intimidate and bully me to shut up and that didn't work very well. Um, so we got the official email in mid-April saying June 7th, you have to have your shots, both shots completed, or you have a two-week unpaid suspension and you'll be terminated June 22nd. Prior to that mandate, maybe only 30-something percent of all the employees actually did it. And they they own like eight hospitals in the Houston area. They're the largest one in the medical system in, in the Houston and surrounding areas. And then they offered like this $500 hope bonus if you took it by a certain deadline and maybe just a few more jumped on. So then the majority didn't want it. But unfortunately, so many were just like forced into it because they didn't want to lose their jobs. And they were... Please remember your thought, but I just got to think about this. And I know it's been going on for about two years now, but when you've got to bribe somebody to take something, that's how good it is. I mean, think about that. How ridiculous that you got to bribe them to take something. We'll give you 500 bucks. It has nothing to do with safety, your health, anybody else's health. We'll just give you 500 bucks. Oh, wow. that's what I tell everybody. I said, there's there's a term for that. But if you got to bribe, coerce, threaten somebody, bully someone to do doing something, it's probably not good, right? Because right. if it was, everybody would just be doing it on their free <laughs> Right. 
Yeah. <laughs> right? yeah. It's that simple. <laughs> yeah. And then a lot of people I talked to that took that bonus, they're like, well, they were going to mandate it anyway. So I just assumed I'd take the money. But then after taxes, it came to like 300 and something dollars. And I'm kind of like, well, I'm not risking my life over 300 and something dollars. So, well, towards the last, you know, go around come June, there was only a couple hundred of us left. But let me tell you, prior to that, I was so mad the way they were bullying us and treating us. And like it, it started little and it grew pretty quickly. I started an online petition, called the local media, shared our story, and then the media just exploded after that. I mean, we were on Hannity. You'll laugh at this one. I was actually on CNN live like three times. And um, it was so funny. They tried so hard to discredit me and I just blew them out of the water and they quit calling me. Like they didn't like what I was saying on live air. I mean, it was just even like BBC's in my kitchen. I mean, it was just insane. And then we found the lawyer, got the lawsuit going, but Methodists didn't care. They were just all worried about their agenda, the power and all the money behind it. The So much money, it's like ridiculous. So June 7th came around, our last day. Um, But let me tell you, I'm not going to go out without a bang. So I orchestrated a huge protest. We had already done several in the Houston area, but we did a huge one right outside of my hospital the last day. So we had about 10 news media there, probably close to 1,000 people waving American flags, signs, everything. So I walked out my last day to just... A huge applause, just so many, because it was such an emotional day. So many great people just out there, you know, supporting us. And Methodists had never seen anything like this. They were dumbfounded. Like the CEOs and the big shots were literally standing on the roof watching because they just, they had no idea what to expect. So then we had our two weeks unpaid. Uh, June 22nd, I get a call from my director, right? She's like, uh, so did you take the shot? I was like, uh, what do you think? She's like, well, I have to let you know you're officially terminated then as of today. And I was like, that's OK, because I actually start my new job today. So I'm not too worried about it. Um, so there, you know, went that. But let me tell you, it's it's pretty sick because the, the head CEO, Mark Boom, he brags all over the news media and everywhere that they're 99 percent compliant and this and that with their mandates. But the majority of those people did it against their will, literally crying, like probably a good couple thousand of them reached out to me once they saw me on the news. I mean, they were even calling my unit before I got fired, reaching out to me by my work email, desperate to not take this. So he is literally trying to have bragging rights over forcing people against their will. So shame on him. That is not anything you should brag about. Well, and I wonder how he feels now considering... Most people getting COVID have already been vaccinated. Mm-hmm. Um, the vaccinated, the unvaccinated are not dropping like flies, like they said they would. Um, and the shot is causing a lot of side effects. So I wonder how he feels now. Well, he's never going to come out and admit it, but um, I love to just piss off Methodists as much as I can. So all, all their um, employees, a lot of them are on board with me. So they send me all the internal emails. Yeah. And they were even so, so, I can't even think of the word, but so uh, broad enough to send out an email basically stating, oh, we have like, this was a couple months ago, stating, oh, we have like 
400 nurses out right now. We're so short staffed, but remember they're all vaccinated, right? So 400 nurses out with COVID. And in this email, it's basically saying, okay, we see it's not working, but you know, if you have COVID, please still come to work. We need you to work because of how short staffed we are. The only way you can stay home with COVID is if you have a doctor's note. Um, so it's very hypocritical, does not make oh. any amount of sense. But then I think it's funny because I take these emails and then I give them to the local news media that are on my side and I mass distribute them in social media. So then it just blows up. And then as of now, they kind of quit sending their employees emails because I think they're scared <laughs> what I'm going to get my hands on. Right. Janet, what questions do you have for Jennifer? Well, Jennifer, it sounds like your former uh, employees that you work with are are supportive of you, but was there any backlash that happened as well? I mean, certainly there had to be somebody that didn't agree with you. There were quite a lot of people. Um, I didn't get as much as most people thought I would. Um, I had some people, of course, at work, not on my side, kind of questioning, or I heard a lot of talk behind my back, but... Um, I don't, I'm not the most quiet one, right? I've always been a very strong patient advocate, so I didn't get too much like directed right at me. A um, lot of bad, bad attention through social media. Um, I've even had, God, I can't even tell you the number of people that would message me saying you should just go kill yourself and wow. just, just horrible things. But, yeah. but I'd say I get this whole entire last couple of years, I've probably had 90% good and only like 10% bad. And the 10% is usually not the most intelligent ones. They'll send me things like you should go play with your box of crayons and and just mm -hmm. really yeah. mean, just immature things. Um, I had one person at a protest downtown one time, like try to come up to me physically, but it just, it didn't end up working out. There was too many people around, but that's really it. Well, they, they have to resort to childish remarks like that because they can't dispute the facts. I mean, the facts are the vaccine is not very effective and it is, there are a lot of side effects from it. Um, so they have to start getting their feelings involved instead of just supporting, instead of uh, just talking about the facts because the, you know, the facts are not on their side. Oh, not at all. And I love it because the tides and the sand is shifting, the tides are turning, all the data is coming out in our favor. I mean, they used to say we were conspiracy theorists, but we're right. I mean, I'm never, never took that shot. Never will I. I don't wear a mask. Literally, since I've been out of the hospital, I treat a lot of outpatient COVID. I go to people's homes. You know, I've been doing a lot with like ivermectin, monoclonal antibodies. I mean, I'm up in everybody's face who has COVID and I have yet to catch it again. I caught it once when I was working in the COVID unit in the hospital and that was it. Natural immunity will always be proven to be stronger. Always, always. There is no way that we can um, make anything better than natural immunity. Uh, mm -hmm. not, not even maybe. Now, I, I had a question for you. Did you see what the CDC and the FDAs uh, came out and said, was it Friday, Thursday or Friday? About they actually are, are linking strokes to, they're admitting that they're link, linking strokes to um, the vaccine? Yes, which I think... I mean, we all know that we've all seen it, but it's happened so much now that they can't deny it anymore. Like they're literally caught between a rock and a hard place because there's so many things going on right now that they have to finally come out and admit to it. So it's it's interesting to me what all they're going to actually admit. 
because um, I've been working with, you know, adverse reaction patients ever since I was in the hospital, ever since they first started giving that stupid shot. Before I got fired, I spent a couple months seeing these patients, these young, healthy people coming in covered in like pulmonary embolisms, blood clots, DVTs, um, sudden paralysis. I mean, you name it. And even back then, everybody knew, even the doctors would whisper like, hey, I think it's from the shot. But you weren't allowed to document it, talk oh about God. it publicly. I mean, even Methodist was like threatening the doctors, like, do not talk about this. This doesn't happen. I mean, it's just it's, uh, it's unreal. Yeah, that's really unprecedented because, you know, from the start of my career in, in healthcare, doctors were able to have roundtables, discussions about different things they're seeing on their floor or patients that were coming in. How are you treating this client with this and bouncing things off of each other? And all of a sudden it became closed. Like no words, no, you know, we can't discuss this, which that doesn't help treat people really. It just shuts, shuts it down. And, and from our perspective, since we have lay people that call and walk in and, and many of them are like, I never want to go to a hospital. I never want to walk through those doors. I mean, the frightening thing for me is that we've lacked the trust of the public because we have put ourselves in the corner and said there's only one size fits all and you have to do this or else. And I think we're going to have to work really hard to gain that trust back because they're going to question everything as well they should after this. I mean, one of the stories I told Sean is, is I've had clients that have brought me in things that they've, you know, ordered online and who knows from where, because I don't even know the language of it. I mean, they were trying and desperate to get ivermectin because in our state, you're supposed to turn the doctor in if they wrote for it. And wouldn't you have rather it be in the hands of a healthcare professional writing it and a pharmacy giving it to them rather than some dark hole that you don't even know what they are purchasing? Yes, absolutely. I can't tell you the amount of people that have reached out to me saying, you know, they drove to Mexico or they got it from India and all these things. But um, what state are y'all in? I forgot. Washington. Washington. Oh, you poor thing. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We live in a communist state. There is no doubt about it. I mean, we just a few months ago, the emergency was over just a few months ago. just yeah. release this from Just, that. Yeah, yeah. But still, all healthcare providers are are um, still have to wear masks, mandated to wear masks, and and um, mandated to get the shot. Um, but they're not enforcing that because they know where that would go. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. See, here we didn't we didn't have it as good as we should. Texas should have been leading the way, but um, DeSantis is kind of kicking our butt. But I'm okay with yeah. that. Um, totally okay with that. Go Florida, right? But we're we're coming up probably second or third. Um, but here we had so many doctors in the Houston, especially Houston, Dallas area, speaking out. You know, we found all the pharmacies that would fill ivermectin. Um, We're working with different online telemedicines that can get it as Mm -hmm. well. So a lot of our patients in the Texas area were able to get it and they were able to go to like-minded doctors that would treat them the right way. Um, But there's still, the Texas Medical Board is evil, even the Texas Nursing Board, because they would send out things trying to scare us. You know, if you spread misinformation, you could lose our license. Some of these doctors even had to go in front of the medical board and fight to keep their license. But at the end of it, legally, they can't 
take it away. So a lot of it is just a lot of bullying tactics to try to get you to shut up. But like myself and a lot of very outspoken doctors in the Texas area, we're like, take our license. That's okay. You're not going to get us to shut up. Well, and here's one of the things too, is that, you know, you can take somebody's license, but you, you can't take their skills from them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, you know, so, you know, go ahead, take somebody's license. That doesn't mean you can't still, as a, as your education as a nurse, you can't still tell people, you know, um, good medical information. Yeah, that is very, very true. That is. And people now, they pretty much are like most people, at least not everybody know where to get the good information from, or they know someone they can contact that will give them the proper resources. But now you have, if you don't have someone local to you, you can go to the FLCCC, Mm -hmm. America's Frontline. Um, I don't know if you've heard of MyFreeDoctor.com. That's another great one. Um, A lot of resources you can go to no matter where you are. So are you, you're familiar with Dr. Mary Bowden, correct? Yes, we have worked for her for about eight or nine months during this. Awesome. That's awesome to hear. I figured since, you know, Houston Methodist and all that. So, um, so tell us about, you were interviewed on Fox News. Who were you interviewed by? And tell us a little bit about that interview. Um, It was a couple times, actually. Um, I mean, I was on Hannity once. I feel so bad. I can't remember the other guy's name. It wasn't Tucker. I wish I was <laughs> Tucker, but he has like a beard and I can't remember his name. I was on him too, but um, no, Hannity interviewed me and my lawyer pretty early on. Um, me and Dr. Bowden were actually together in an interview on Newsmax. And that that was an amazing experience because we had actually flown to Washington DC last January for the Defeat the Mandates March. So we were there on stage when there was like, God, like 10, 20,000 people. We were on stage there. Then the next day we were in Senator Ron Johnson's Mm -hmm. um, COVID summit. So we both got to testify there. Um, And then in between there, Newsmax is like, hey, jump on, tell us what's going on in D.C. So we did that live, which was it was a lot of fun. There was so many good things in it one time. But um, Hannity very, very much on board, extremely supportive, asking all the right questions live on Fox. I mean, just no holds bar. I absolutely, he he was great. So was the other guy. And I'm so sorry, I can't remember his name. That's right. Um, well, the, the thing that's important to me, and this is what I've been preaching for, you know, since the inception of this COVID, this government created pandemic, um, is medical freedom. And, and you know what? That means this. If you want to wear a mask, you should wear a mask. If you, but if you, you should make somebody else do it. If you want to get the vaccine, get the vaccine, but don't make me get the vaccine. Um, that's, it's, it's all about freedom. And I just preach individual freedom in everything, you know, not just medical, but in everything. We should have the right, as long as we don't hurt somebody else, to make those choices ourselves. And if we lose those rights, especially in medical freedom, we're not free. I mean, we've lost everything. If, if we cannot decide what treatment is good for us or not good for us, we've lost it all. No, I 100% agree. Even these hospital protocols that have been out the past couple of years, I mean, I saw them inside before before I got fired. And the things, the things that they do and the way they, the way they treat their patients and, and, and try to keep the family away, 
that just doesn't make any sense whatsoever. But no, I 100% agree with you. That's why so many of us in the public and in the medical staff have to fight. Because once you lose your medical freedoms, you're not going to get them back. And the next thing you know, here comes in socialism. And people don't, some people don't realize that's not a good thing. You don't want socialism medicine. I mean, I... Right. This is a perfect. This is a perfect example. This is a government controlling, controlling medicine. And is that is that what people want? Is that really what people want? The government telling you what kind of treatment you should get? Uh, boy, I don't. No, I don't. I don't want some big government officials, the CDC, all these people that are making millions and millions of dollars off of it to tell me what I should put in my body. Because like I tell everybody, I mean, they're acting like God, like man never in the history of creation has ever created something that was 100% safe and effective, right? And they're not going to do it now. They're never going to do it. There's always a side effect, always a risk, and there's nothing that you can just one size fit all and mass distribute, and it's going to work the same for everybody. That's just not humanly possible. So tell us about, um, you've got a group going on, you've got a fundraiser coming up, Guardians of Medical Choice. Tell us about that. Yes. Um, what was it? June uh, After we got fired, June of 2021, a lot of people were watching us because nobody else in the country had jumped on board with these mandates and had to experience it for like several months after. We were like the official guinea pigs, right? So all these people wanted to follow up on our lawsuit, get information. How do we follow you? So we created this website, uh, Guardians of Medical Choice. Very easy, uh, www.guardiansofmedicalchoice.com. There we are. Thank you. Yes. Um, that was actually a picture that was taken, and I can't remember who it was. It was one of those like USA Today or Wall Street Journal, like one of those things. They had actually flown here from the northern states uh, to do the interview and sent this photographer. It was not what I'm used to, of course, but it was pretty cool. Um, but on this website, you'll get a lot of truthful information about adverse reactions, about what's going on, not only in our country, but other areas too. The most up-to-date that we're finding, you can follow us on our lawsuit. You can even scroll down. You can donate to our, our lawsuit if you want, even buy a t-shirt. Um, we do fundraisers every so many months because we're in a huge battle. I've got almost 250 uh, people now in my lawsuit in all walks of life. Every staff member in a hospital, vendors, contractors, physicians, even Houston Police Department officers, all these people got fired because they didn't want the shot. So we're, we're battling them hard. We were actually, not too long ago, we were in the Federal Fifth Circuit Court of Appeals And my lawyer didn't do such a good job, kind of found out a little bit about him I wasn't happy with, so fired him, got a new lawyer on board. So we're pursuing much stronger now on the state side to get up to the Texas Supreme Court. So that is our main focus. So we're, I'm not going to back down. Like we are not stopping until we get some justice, until we hold this horrible tyrant accountable for how they treated people and all the illegal and negligent ways they went about doing it. Um, and actually, I, I don't know if anybody in Texas, I hope there's a lot of people in Texas watching, but this coming up Saturday, G- uh, January 21st, we're having a, a huge clay shoot event in Conroe, Texas at Blackwoods. <laughs> Yes. 
So it's going to be fun. I try to do different fundraisers to have fun. We've had bands. We've had all sorts of things. Uh, lots of great support in the public. And you can go on that website and see all about the clay shoot register. Um, it'll be fun. We'll have a raffle that day, lunch. You get to use golf carts. Um, I even have a musician coming out to play that day. And this is kind of turned into my life now. This is what we do. We fight hard, educate the public, and just work on new ways to come up with the funding to build, uh, beat this billion-dollar beast. Yeah, multi-billion. You could probably <laughs> even, if you follow enough of the money, maybe trillion-dollar. But there's so much money behind this. It's yes. it's amazing. You know, um, the the COVID vaccine is the number one gross selling drug of all time now. It finally passed up the statins. Um, wow. Which also, yeah, which also, you know, statins have been out for 30 years. But it, it just, with all the data that's been hidden and you know, all the stuff that we can't believe. I mean, it really honestly makes me question my entire pharmacy education. I mean, seriously, it's like, how can, how can you trust anything? It's like, oh, well, statins lower cholesterol and decrease heart attacks. Do they? I, I don't believe they do. I, I just don't. I mean, yeah. no. you know, well, the studies say, oh, okay, great study. Yeah, this has opened up a lot of people's eyes to healthcare, and I I don't trust the pharmaceutical companies at all. I don't trust anything related to big business or big hospitals. Um, I know my doctors that I trust now, and a lot of people are leaning over to more like integrative medicine, mm -hmm. um, not just the Western side, because there's too much greed, too much money to be gained. And it's making a lot of people kind of question things and people are kind of looking into more natural remedies. And I've, I've met so many people now that have either been on that side already or are now like leaning towards it and they're healthier than they've ever been. And they get off all the pills. They, and cause I mean, all half these doctors, all they want to do is here, take a pill for this. Okay. This happens now take another pill. You're on 20 pills and now every, your whole body's just so screwed up basically, but, but it's okay because they all make like lots and lots of money off of it. Yeah, well, there's two treatments basically. It's either, you know, um, you know, medication or surgery. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and I'm not saying that surgery is not necessary sometimes, but we've had Dr. Sean Baker, who's an orthopedic surgeon. Um, now he's, you know, the founder of the carnivore diet. He was on our podcast a few years back. And, you know, this is coming from an orthopedic surgeon. 70% of, uh, of orthopedic surgeries are unnecessary. If people change their lifestyle, they wouldn't need them. Well, think about this, Jennifer. How many people get a total knee done and they're 100 pounds overweight? Very true. I mean, I, I mean, I mean you're, you're, you're wasting. Uh, next thing you know, they get another one done. Well, of course they do. And next thing you know, uh, you know, two years later, it doesn't work. Well, not if you're 100 pounds overweight. It doesn't matter. Exactly. You, know, you don't need surgery. You need to lose weight. Yeah. And that's what, and, that's what like half these doctors don't want to talk about. They don't want to talk about the basic things is, you know, proper nutrition, pop, proper hydration, exercise. I mean, the right kind of diets, you can eliminate a lot of things and prevent things from happening. And I mean, if they all kind of like, like the transplant teams, right? Like they're not going to give somebody a, a new lung if they're smoker. They're not going to give somebody a liver or whatnot if they're a drinker, right? It's just not going to happen. And that all makes common sense. Like you get orthopedic surgery, but you're 500 pounds. I mean, obviously, yeah. you know, there's an issue right there. It's not going to be very successful. Yeah. So I think one of the good things about this over the last three years, Jennifer, is that 
the system has been exposed. I mean, I've known it for years as a pharmacist. Some of the farms have woke up since then, um, since the last three years. But Jan and I have known it for years. We haven't trusted pharmaceutical companies for years. Um, and you know, you're you're talking to two pharmacists that don't believe in medication to treat long term disease. Yes. High blood pressure, high cholesterol, reflux, IBS. No. Change your lifestyle and those things will go away. Diabetes. I do not believe for type 2 diabetes, I do not believe in medication, period. It's a, it's a carbohydrate metabolism problem per definition. And if you don't eat carbs, you will not have type 2 diabetes. I mean, so why do you need medication? You don't lack a medication. You know, your, your diet is, is, is poor. Um, and the hospitals, I've known they've been corrupt for years and now they're exposed. I mean, they are evil. Profit, nonprofit, public, um, it doesn't matter. I mean, they, they are all evil. I mean, any, any organization that charges 10 times what you can get on a free, on the, in the free market, that's evil. And, and they say they do it for the good of your health, evil. No, so it's all um, evil. Yeah. So they, they have been exposed. And that's the good thing about this. So I'm kind of glad that people don't trust hospitals. And yes, unfortunately, we do need them. And, and for acute care services, you know, I get in a car wreck or, you know, or I have a heart attack. Please save me. But when it comes to chronic disease, stay away. Please <laughs> stay away. No, I 100% agree. Even my mom, who's up in Ohio, that's where I'm from. I've been down here like 20 years. Um, she's she's calling me all the time because she can't stand her doctor. Her doctor's literally like, oh, your blood pressure was high one time. Here's some metoprolol. Oh, your cholesterol's a little high. Here's a statin. And I was like, no, yeah. wait a minute. Right. And then like her creatinine was like 1.2, which is like nothing. It's like just barely like right there. She was going to- Let me guess. Let me, let me guess. <laughs> So is your mom, is your mom exercise a lot? She medium, um, her problem okay. is she doesn't. And I'm sorry, mom, if you're watching. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, the reason I ask about creatinine is because I, I, I have like a creatinine of like 1.4. So if I go into a, a standard doctor that doesn't know me, they'll think I'm going into kidney failure. But let's think about where creatinine comes from. Let's use our brains. You know, we were we were educated to use our brains, okay? It's not black and white. So, you know, where does creatinine come from? It comes from muscle, okay? So if you've worked out recently or if you have a person that is bigger or you have high lean body mass, if you have a lot of muscle, we see it all the time with powerlifters and bodybuilders. They think they're going into, you know, they, they see a doctor and the creatinine is 1.5. They think they're going to live... Um, you know, renal failure. It's like, no, you've got a lot of muscle. That's why you have a high creatinine. No big deal. Yes. Which is <laughs> anyway. But yeah. Yeah. Right. But I'm sure your mom, they gave her an ultrasound. They gave her all these their tests. Right. Exactly. Just money, money, money. Right. Yes. They tried. She was so mad because she wanted to send her to get an ultrasound and do all this and do all right. that. And I was like, no, 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 stop. And I told her just a few simple things to do. And she was so mad. She's like, well, why didn't my doctor just tell me these simple uh, things? And I was like, because she saw you had good insurance and she could make more money off of you. Bingo. Yes. Bingo. So exactly. Right. I've told so many people that's like, why did they do that? Because they saw what insurance you had. I mean, mm -hmm. and, and if you didn't have the right insurance, they would have done it. Oh, period. Nice. Period. I mean, they know that. It's a game and it's a horrible game. And that is one of the things that I've tried to expose. I've wrote a book about it. It's called Sickened, How the Government Ruined Healthcare and How to Fix It. You will get a copy of my book. Um, in fact, Jennifer, I am going to send you a signed copy. I want to send you a signed copy, um, not just electronic copy. So um, you can have that. But it's, it's basically, it's got a fix in this. One of the things that's different about my book is it 
it offers a fix. I mean, all of us complain, or a lot of us complain about the system, but but we don't complain about, we don't know about the, we don't talk about the fix. The fix is to educate and empower individuals to take charge of their own health, yes, period. Absolutely. And that's one of the things that you're doing. So thank you. Yes. Oh, anytime. My pleasure. And thank you too, because I, I love doing it now. I go all over Texas. I was just in Fort Worth over the weekend. I go speak at places. I educate. I try to tell them, you know, things that their doctors won't tell them. And if they question, I'll be like, well, and I just fill them full of so much information that it's just pouring out. And even if they don't agree with me, they can't help but stop and think about it. Because, yeah, I mean, I, I bring up a good point. I'm like, you know, I don't make any money off of this. So obviously I'd be insane if I'm just driving around and doing all this and I'm lying about it, right? That wouldn't make any sense. So maybe stop and listen to these things you're hearing. Do a little of your own research and you'll see that we're not crazy. Uh, and um, I was going to say, speaking of crazy, she's my sister-in-law. So <laughs> you want to stream her? <laughs> and Amy, you're watching. It sounds like, go ahead and stream that comment from Amy. And Amy, you're not crazy. Maybe my brother is, but you're not. Uh, excellent, great interview. Thanks for speaking out. So Amy says, thanks for speaking out. And, and Amy, thank you for watching and thank you for um, being a light in all this darkness because you, you are one that hasn't really believed this from the get-go. So thank you, Amy, for, for doing that. And um, please share our podcast. Um, Jennifer. As we wrap this podcast up, what are some parting words you would like to say? Oh, I just like, I like the one, the one thing we've learned so much out of this, right, is we need to be critical thinkers. We don't ever need to just do what we're told. You always got to take a step back and do your own research, look into things and just have some common sense about it, right? Proper informed consent is key. Yeah. If anyone is telling you, you have to do something, you got that's a red flag. You got to question that, right? Because even in the hospitals, Jehovah's Witness or anything, we don't even force you to get blood. You know, all these other things. So why are they doing it now all of a sudden? You got to stop and think about that. You got to follow the money trail, right? And I encourage yeah. Oh, go ahead. Yeah. Um, well, I, I, I just, I just think it's more than that. I mean, and my wife does also. I mean, if it was just about money, it just wouldn't be going this deep. I mean, you could make a solid argument. I know this sounds crazy, but you could make a solid argument. It's about population control. I mean, some of the people that are funding this, like Bill Gates, he's made it clear that he thinks the earth is overpopulated. Oh, I, I completely agree with you. Um, I've met a lot of people that have come uh, uh, a lot. I met a great gentleman this weekend who wrote a book about bioweapon and he did. Oh, he could, we could go on forever. He's, he's amazing. I actually, um, if you he, should get me in touch with him. I'd love to have him on our podcast. Yes. Have you heard of the book? I actually just pulled the card out of my pocket. The Wuhan Incident by Mark Fulmer. No. Okay. You need to look this up and talk to him. He's actually a 20-year experienced in bioterrorism preparedness planner, and he's an epidemiologist specialist. <laughs> wow. So I met him this weekend. He was at the same event I was at. And this man's amazing. He's he's worked side by side with the government and they were trying to actually, he was telling me years ago, like back in 2013, I think it was, or, or right around there, how they were trying to do like a bioweapon preparedness. And he said back then the government were coming to them because they were the experts on, on what they're doing now about the mandates, about shutting things down, about mass vaccination. And so now he's writing a book about it because he was internal. He saw all this years yeah. 
So I, I a hundred percent agree with you and we'll talk. I'll get you in touch with, I can get you in touch with lots of people. Yes. Yeah, please. Um, So Jennifer, as we wrap this up, what do you have a passion for? Oh, just doing the right thing. I love, I love what I do now. I work with a great company taking care of patients. I like to help people um, and I like to do the right thing. It's just simple, black and white. What's good is good and what's bad is bad. And I tell people all the time, you always pick the good side no matter how hard it is because it's the right thing to do and down the road, it'll, it'll benefit everybody. Absolutely. And yes. And one last thing, please, y'all check yes. out our website, um, Guardians of Medical Choice. Lots Let's stream of her great- website again. Oh, thank you. Yeah. Yeah. So there's your website. Tell us about it. Yes. Lots of great information. Lots of good research. Um, it'll show some good successful things that have happened in the country, like how we just won against New York State and they're taking Woo! back their band-aids. Yes. Love yep. Children's Health Defense. Um, they did a great job. So you'll see so much good information on there. If you want to buy a T-shirt, I'm actually one of the ones that mails it to you. I've even mailed them to like Australia. It's amazing. Awesome. Yes. Awesome. Yes. You know, considering another win is considering the military just rescinded their mandates yes. last week or the week before. Yes. It's going to be really, really, it's going to make it a lot more difficult for anybody that is uh, promoting the mandates to actually make it stick once that happened. So that's a big win. Oh, it's a huge win. And it just helps our lawsuits even more because they can't, you can't ignore something called the constitution. Like you, you just can't ignore it. It's kind of there to stay and it's going to happen. And if, if anybody feels, you know, they want to, we have our gifts and go link on there. Even if you donate 10 bucks sometime, I mean, that just helps us so we can make sure, because we're working on getting to the Texas Supreme court. And for anybody out there, don't ever use GoFundMe. They are evil. I, used them at first and they shut me down. I had the largest mandate um, one on there. We had raised like over 200,000. They shut me down. They said, you're spreading misinformation and just believing me. Yeah. Unreal. Yeah. Unreal. So stay wow. away from them. Give, send, go is amazing. Awesome. Well, thank you for fighting, Jennifer. I really appreciate it. Um, the goal of our podcast is to educate and empower individuals to take charge of their own health. And you have helped us realize that goal. So thank you so much, Jennifer. My pleasure. Anytime. And thank you too. Yeah. And listeners and viewers, thank you for tuning in today with Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Tune in to our midweek podcast, 8 to 9 a.m. Pacific Standard Time this Thursday. As always, I'm not I don't remember who our guest is, but we're going to be talking about the same topic as we are today. So um, it'll be a good piggyback on that. So thanks for tuning in. Health Solutions with Sean and Janet Needham. Thank you. 